As we wrap up our time together, we've looked at a lot of areas of life where we experience anxiety. Anxiety in the chaos of life, in our finances, in health, and even around issues of death. But if you're at all like me, I'm starting to get anxious about being anxious. So it's probably a good time to wrap up the study and to go back to our central theme, which has been that when we experience problem areas of life that cause anxiety, we can cling to Jesus as our Prince of Peace so that we're able to have new confidence to be able to work through them. So with that in mind, let's go to him in prayer and then get into his word. Lord, we're grateful that you are a Prince of Peace. We're grateful for all the ways that you move in our hearts and our lives. I'm grateful for this time that you've given us to unearth some of these problem areas that might cause anxiety. But I'm also reminded that you don't just point out the problems. You don't just allow those to surface. You give us a source of inspiration and strength as we look to you as the model for how to deal with them. So I pray, God, that we would use this last study together to be able to not only commit to following you more deeply, but to continuing to have a group, a community of people to help us get into your word, to help be a sounding board, and also be a source of accountability in our lives. We ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. So as we get into this last picture of Jesus as a Prince of Peace, we're going to go back to another instance where Jesus is engaged with his disciples who are on a boat buffeted by the wind. And if you're sitting there starting to say, well, John, didn't we do that a few weeks ago? Yes, we did. But we're going to look at another instance because if you think about the last time we looked at Jesus with the disciples on a boat, he was physically in the boat with them when the storm came about. This time, Jesus is experiencing the storm of his disciples from a different perspective. He is on a mountain and has the opportunity to come down from the mountain and intervene in the lives of the disciples. So as we get into what will be a very familiar story for most of us, I just want to kind of set a little bit of the context because the story that we're going to see has Jesus going up to a mountain after he had gone through the miracle of feeding 5,000 people. And so he had gone through this triumphant miracle, feeding of the 5,000, and he sends the disciples off in a boat, but he takes the time to go up to the mountain for a time of solitude and prayer. And that's where we pick up this story as we go into Matthew 14, verse 22. It says, Immediately Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to the other side while he dismissed the crowd. After he had dismissed them, he went up on a mountainside by himself to pray. Later that night, he was there alone, and the boat was already a considerable distance from land, buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it. So as we look at this passage, we see Jesus go up to the mountain after he's performed the miracle of feeding the 5,000. And what I appreciate about this is I kind of imagine that Jesus is up on that mountain and he looks down into the sea and he sees those disciples bobbing around on the boat that's being buffeted by the wind. And he looked down and he recognized that they were dealing with fear, that they were learning new things about themselves as he watched them. And it reminded me a little bit of an experience that Leanne and I had over spring break while we were with our children. But there were times when we weren't with our children. They were out in the water on their own. They were struggling to you know, get on a boat or deal with some of the wind that they were facing even. But we chose not to step in and kind of take care of it for them, but let them figure it out for themselves. And so I just want to ask you, are there periods of time in your life where you feel like Jesus can't see you? That maybe you're dealing with a struggle, that you're dealing with a problem, and you kind of wonder, where's Jesus? 
Well, I think that the real promise that we get out of a verse like the one we just read is that Jesus always sees us. He knows what we're going through, but he uses, it, he uses these periods in our life to be able to grow in our relationship with him and grow in our dependency upon him. So Jesus sees when we deal with problems in our life. But what I always appreciate most is that he knows the perfect time to then intervene. So let's pick it up. If we go to verse 25, it says, Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, Take courage, it is I, don't be afraid. So Jesus spends all night on the mountain, and it says then before dawn the next morning, he comes down and he walks out on the water towards that boat. And can you imagine what it must have felt like for those disciples when they heard that word, take courage, it is I. And you know, if I think about that example that I was sharing with you around spring break when our children were out kind of doing their own thing and we were watching them from afar, what I always appreciate is that we never were outside, though, of the sound of their voice, and they were never outside the sound of our voice. So when things got too difficult, when things would get too hard, we could always shout out to them, just their name, right? Are you okay? And so I look at this as a great picture of how Jesus chooses to step into our problems. He may not step into our problems the way we imagine it. Who could have imagined that Jesus would have walked out on the water to get to that boat? But he did step into their problems to be able to help them see how they could grow in their faith and how they could grow in their relationship with him as they look to him. And so throughout this whole study, we've seen example after example of things that could drag us down, right? Things that could cause anxiety. And we've looked at a lot of ways that we can look to Jesus but one of the things that's most comforting to me is that it's not that we just look to him, right, as a source of being able to shift our focus, or we just look to him as a way to think differently about what we might do. No, Jesus intervenes. He steps in. He walks towards us in the problems that we're dealing with. And just like he did for those disciples, just like he did as they were going through that period of storm in their life, he does it for you and he does it for me every day. So I just need to ask you, when have you seen Jesus step into your problems? When have been those moments where you've heard him say, take courage, it is I. And when have you been able to point to the fact that you can recognize that no matter what you're dealing with, no matter where you are, his ability to step into our problems and deal with them in ways that might surprise us is really the ultimate source of how he shows himself as our Prince of Peace. So Jesus sees and Jesus steps into our problems. But the most important thing that we can take away from this study is that Jesus saves. And so let's look at what happens as Jesus starts to walk out on that water. It says in verse 28, Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, he said. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water and came toward Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and began to sink cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, he said, why did you doubt? How reassuring that when Peter got up the confidence to walk towards Jesus, he got out on the water 
And then he started to recognize that his faith was starting to waver and he started to sink. That Jesus just reaches out his hand and saves Peter and puts him back in the boat and gets in the boat with him. You know, as I think about the cycle of problems in life that we each get to work through, there are such periods, right, where we have that confidence. We have that confidence to get out to Jesus and say, Lord, I'm coming towards you because I know that you're going to step into my problems. If you're anything like me, though, I fall prey to the same temptations and the same weaknesses that Peter had, which is I can get my confidence bolstered up. I can start seeing God at work in my life. But then often what will happen is my faith starts to waver. I start to feel like I'm sinking, like things are just kind of fading around me. But what I love about this is no matter how many times we step out of the boat and start to drown, no matter how many times we get back in the boat, Jesus constantly extends his hand to save us. He is the one that can find us no matter where we are in our journey, no matter where we are with the problems in our life, and simply is willing to take that hand and draw us to himself. So let me go back to that picture at spring break. We could see our children when they were having a hard time in the water. They could always hear our voice when we needed to step into the situation, but there's nothing like being able to go over and grab them and hold them. And just like we were able to do that for our kids, Jesus is able to do that for us. Because Peter's faith didn't just waver when he got out of the boat and started to sink. We saw it happen when he was faced with the choice whether to deny Jesus or to stand with him. His faith wavered. And there were plenty of examples where Peter struggled, but Jesus constantly gave him a hand. He constantly gave him the ability to bring him back in into that close relationship with him. And you all, that to me is the reason that we can have that sense of hope around Jesus being our true Prince of Peace. No matter how we mess up, no matter how many times we find ourselves sinking, we can continually go back to that hand that hand that was scarred by nails because he was willing to go to the cross for us, that hand that he used to be able to reach out and touch the disciples as he worked with them and lived amongst them, that hand that constantly is there as a shepherd holding its stick to guide us and to navigate us through the life that we're in. That's the hand that he uses to save us and to bring us to himself. And that's what ultimately gives us that sense of peace. That's what ultimately gives us that sense of surety and of confidence. So you all, we're gonna have problems. We're gonna have anxieties. Hopefully as we work through them, we'll have models and ways for us to be able to minimize that. But I gotta be honest with you, the world that we live in today is going to have the kinds of situations we'll find ourselves in where there's going to be a need for us to look to Jesus over and over and over again for his protection and for his guidance. Here is the great news. As we do that, we can be confident that he sees us no matter where we are. We can be confident that he is willing to step into our problems. And then ultimately, the thing that should bring us the most comfort and the most peace is that he saves us. And he saves us in our day in and day out, but ultimately he saves us in a way that allows us to know that we will live with him forever when we get to heaven. And it's in that surety that we find a very different way to live. And here's what's great about this story that we've just been able to share, is it didn't just end when he brought Peter back into the boat. What actually happens is that he gets in the boat, and it says in verse 32, and when they climbed into the boat, 
the wind died down. Then those who were in the boat worshiped him, saying, truly, you are the Son of God. Men, truly, he is the Son of God. And in the same way that those disciples saw Jesus walk on the water towards him, how he pulled Peter and got in the boat with him, how they watched the wind die down, we have the opportunity to say, just like those disciples did, truly he is the Son of God. So as you think about the areas of your life where you've seen him intervene, where you've seen him walk alongside you, where you've seen him give you that sense of surety and of confidence, I pray that we would use those moments in our life to look to him and also help others look to him to see him as the source of peace, as the source of surety, and the source of salvation in our lives. That ultimately brings peace. And it means that the things that we struggle with in this world just simply melt away because we can find our hope and our confidence in him. I